Good morning, everybody. As John pointed out, now that he's here, we can get started. So, oh. If you'll all take your seats, then we can get started. <laughs> uh, so, for all of you who are having a really good time, you're welcome for me being late. So... Jesus, we just thank you for your word to us this morning, and we just uh, just ask you to soften our hearts with the oil of your presence, God, that the, the fallow ground in us would be broken up by you, God, that we would uh, just lay ourselves at your feet, God, to, to hear what you have to say to us, God, and to allow you to plant it inside of us, and that you'd get done in us exactly what you want done. That is only you can do. God, teach us your word. Bring it to life today. God, and prepare it for us, God, with the fire of the Holy Ghost. God, we pray it and ask it in your righteous name. Amen and amen. So, um, as you all know, words are important to me. It's kind of a running gag for those close to me. But uh, um, uh, I actually want to talk about words a little bit today. Uh, because the things that we say um, really matter, and uh, you know, for a variety of reasons. Uh, you know, a few years ago, Mike and I were at this uh, conference thing that our business coach puts on, and uh, Mike said something about some sort of health issue he was dealing with to this guy, and he's like, "Be very careful about what you say." Because if you say that you have da 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 da, then God can't fix it. It's like then you have it, and that's that. I can't do anything about it. And you and you've all you all know that people teach things like that. And it's I had never actually had a conversation with somebody that believed that trite before. And it's like I'm sorry. Did you just say God can't fix that? Yeah, that I could have like a, an illness or something that God couldn't fix. Like, have you have you read the Bible? Yeah. You know, I mean, um, I mean, and that's just one example, I suppose, of of you know of words and and how they you know how they matter because um, uh, you know the interesting thing about words, and you can go with me to Matthew twelve. I think I'll start there. I was him hawing around about where to start. I have a couple of different places I'm going to read. And I fiddled around and fiddled around with these yesterday, and I couldn't decide which one to do first, so I decided I would just decide this morning. Nothing like... Yeah, you bet. Nothing like showing up unprepared. Well, so far, in almost four years, I have yet to actually show up and stand here with absolutely no idea what I was going to talk about yet. Fingers crossed. But um, I, I have had some close calls before where I showed up like, man, I think this is what we're going to talk about. Um, 
But here in Matthew 12, and mm, let's see here. Trying to figure out where I want to start here. Okay, how about... I will just start in 22. Seems as good a place as any. And then was brought to him one that was possessed with a devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? And when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doesn't cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. And and what's uh, just kind of a fun little side note, uh, this uh, the word that the that the, the Jews used Beelzebub was actually like a, a play on words, like a, uh, and I don't remember exactly how it goes, but uh, like like the the actual word is supposed to mean like Lord of Life or something like that, and the way they changed it around made it say Lord of Flies, which I thought was fun. But uh, anyway, um, the Jews knew their thoughts, or Jesus knew their thoughts, and said to them, "Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation." And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they also should be or they should be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. Else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man? Then he'll spoil the house. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathers not with me scatters abroad. And here's where I really wanted to get to, this last bit here. Uh, Wherefore I say to you, that all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven to men. Whosoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaks against the Holy Ghost, it will not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Either make the tree good, and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. You generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. For a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. But I say to you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by your words you should be justified, by your words you should be condemned. So, I can see where somebody might come up with, be careful what you say because blah, 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 like I was just telling you about. But, but you know, there's uh, the interesting thing about this passage, especially here in uh, this, these last like four or five verses, is, is he talks about the things that you say come out of what's inside you. you know, and, and Jesus dealt a lot with the Pharisees about the difference between the inside and the outside. You know, they got all bent out of shape because Jesus' disciples didn't wash their hands. I would be too, but um, I don't know how many times. Have you ever been, like, I don't know, at a restaurant or, I don't know, at Walmart, you know, and somebody just leaves the bathroom without washing their hands? And you just... <sighs> you just, like, stand there at the door, kick it open and walk through. Like, okay. But... But uh, but Jesus said, well, you know, it's not really about what's inside. 
or I mean what's on the outside, it's what's on the inside because the things that defile somebody come from the inside. So, you know, so the thing about what he's saying here is that a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil uh, man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So, so out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks then. So, you know, the funny thing is, is you can, you can train yourself to be careful about what you say. You can train yourself to say all the right things in front of all the right people. You can be, you know, a Christian at home and, uh, um, and, you know, not everywhere else. And, uh, and you can really, you, you can fool some people that way. You know, and you can learn to say all the right things. Uh, but the interesting thing I think about this scripture is that you know, if you get enough stimulus, then all of your little veneer will go away, and you will say what you're actually thinking. So, if, if you want to know what somebody really thinks about you, poke at them a little bit and make them angry, and they will tell you exactly what they really think. Um, and uh, Depending on how well they've trained themselves, you might have to poke at them quite a bit. And by the time you get them to say what they really think, you may have changed their opinion of what they think about you. But um, so it's uh, um, but but you know it, it's interesting because if you you uh, and you've all experienced this, I'm sure, in any manner of, or any different kind of setting, different kind of situations where you know you get enough stimulus emotionally that um, uh, that your your uh, uh, sense of self-control begins to slip and uh, um, and it's funny how you know you can uh, it's like getting a, a glimpse of yourself it's like it's like going and looking in the mirror and seeing that that your hair is like all sticking up like this like Friday for example uh, I was trying to pay this ticket that Cynthia got, and uh, um, I'm—I don't know. There's something to me of like about something that should just work. That it's like you just type some stuff in, and ta-da, like, and it doesn't work. That makes me want to blow up the world. And so it's Friday afternoon. I come home. Nobody else is home yet. I'm trying to work on this. I'm like, you know. It's like got this little thing. It's like highlighted. Here's the number that you're supposed to put in. I look at the ticket. There's no number there. It's like, okay, great. You know. And after you know, working on this for about five minutes, I'm I'm ready to like break something. And and uh, and then everybody comes home. It's like, hey, dad, blah blah blah, little little little, you know. And, and and I become unreasonably stressed out and aggravated if more than one person talks to me at the same time. So I have everybody talking at me, and I'm already like I've had it up to here. So I was rather grouchy. By the time we got here, I was trying to, I was telling the kids, it's like I wanted them to read Psalm 119. Because I was like, you know, if you read the Psalms by the, the date or whatever, it's the 31st, so you'd read Psalm 119 today. And I was trying to explain to them how that worked. And it was like my explanation was not getting through. Finally, I was like... What is so hard about this? Just read it. You know, so, you know, and it's funny because you all know me, but 
at the same time, it's like, oh, I didn't know that was in there that bad. Didn't know I could get that aggravated that fast over something so unimportant. I mean, I did have to kind of dig back to like my my high school days when they were like teaching. You know, they had those classes in high school about like dealing with real life and stuff. And uh, actually, they did. I like had a class where like they taught you how to write checks and keep a checkbook and like how to do stuff like that. You know, it's like probably the most useful class that they had at my school because it's something you would actually use. And um, I had to actually write a check. And which is, you know, kind of a rather Stone Age way to do things. But, uh, you know, in fact, our checks are, it's been so long since I had to, like, write checks regularly that it still has our Baldwin address on it. And we've lived in Ottawa for three years. But uh, um, anyway, but it's so, so there's an example, though, of like, wow, poke at me a little bit. And it's like, there's a bear in there, <laughs> you know. So, um, so the sense of, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Uh, it's like this: the things that come out of you are a really great indicator of what's inside. And so, uh, sometimes that can be good. You know, a good man brings forth good treasure out of his heart. So occasionally, uh, I have I've had that happen too, where <laughs> where the stimulus would come at me, and the things that I said were actually the right things and and the good things. Um, but uh, but it's it's a really great really great dipstick uh, um, to show you what a dipstick you are. But no, uh, it's uh, but but you know honestly the you know in the Psalms he said wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to your word. And so um, you know being mindful of the things that that you're doing and and where you are and what's going on around you and how you're dealing with it, all those things. You want to pay attention to those by the Word of God. And so, of course, the the Word of God is a mirror. Uh, They had the labor made out of the looking glasses of the women at the tabernacle. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, who doesn't like to look in the mirror? But uh, sometimes you look in the mirror and like, oh, that's, that's not what I was hoping to see. You know, like I don't know how many times I like bought like a shirt, for example. I love clothes, and I buy the shirt. I'm like, man, I have this like mental idea of what I'm going to look like in this outfit, and, uh, and I put it on and look in the mirror. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the word of God is like that, <laughs> you know, because you know sometimes sometimes we we look at ourselves in the word of God and we're like, oh yeah. And sometimes we look at ourselves in the Word of God and we're like, hey, all right. You know, because we see Him through us. We see Him in the reflection, and that's always encouraging. Lest you think this is all negative. But uh, so, so words are an interesting thing, though. Um, you know, and He says that uh, by your words you should be justified, by your words you should be condemned. Um, you know the interesting thing. You know the you know people that believe those those things about like you know if you you know if you say that you're sick then God can't heal you and stuff like that. The you know they I mean they've got the idea that that what you say matters, but they've kind of missed the point of it. Uh, go with me over to Proverbs 18. You know, once uh, 
I was uh, sitting with a couple of guys, and we uh, and we were uh, we were just all talking and goofing around, and having a good time, and and uh, one of them gets this phone call, and they're like, "Yeah, so I was reading this word, you know, about like you know, vain and foolish jesting and and things like that, and I'm just you know, and I, I feel like I want to talk to so and so about it, but I just I don't know, blah 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 blah." And the three of us are sitting around listening to this, you know, involved in this conversation. It's like, oh, vain and foolish jesting. Well, I think, I think that might have something to do with me. And so there's nothing like having the Word of God um, nail you to the wall, as it were, you know, to, to point out those things that, you know, because the interesting thing about that scripture, I'm not going to read it today, but uh, about the vain and foolish jesting, it, it says which are out of place. Or which are not convenient, when, uh, and uh, what it means is that they're out of place, that they don't fit, that they're not appropriate, and so, um, you know, it's it's interesting how um, you the uh, your uh, your surroundings can rub off on you. Uh, I I used to work with somebody uh, really close. I worked with them all the time, not Mike, and uh, uh, but I. They really rubbed off on me in a negative way, and uh, I started talking like them. And and uh, uh, and Cynthia told me I was not allowed to play with him anymore. And uh, you know, but you know, and and I was in my twenties, and I was a horse's hind end at the time, anyway. But I, I, you know, I looked back on that and I thought, wow, I should have been rubbing off on him. Not him rubbing off on me, and uh, and so you know I suppose you know that's something that we all you know that would do well to watch for because there there's this tendency to want to fit in with people and not be so out there, um, you know. But at the same time, um, we shouldn't fit in with everybody else. We should stand out. And um, you know, and uh, that doesn't necessarily always mean that you're, um, you know, you know, throwing scriptures at folks, but but people should see something different about you. Uh, so, um, but and and I, I the reason I brought that up is it's kind of another example of of how um, you know what's in you uh, comes out in the things that you say. And that was for me one of those moments where it was like, wow, I didn't know that was, I didn't see that in there that way. I didn't realize how, how, how bad that was. And uh, and so uh, you know the funny thing is, is uh, when you are surrounded by talk and you're surrounded by the the standards of or lack thereof um, in our society, it's really easy to let it rub off on you. Uh, if if you are not mindful of it and and in, uh, and in drawing close to God really makes makes the difference there. Uh, in Proverbs 18, uh, I'm just going to read two verses here, 20 and 21. It says, "A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof." So. Um, I, I like how how dramatically that 
that verse puts that idea of the importance of the things that you say. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Because, you know, you can, excuse me, you can attack people with your words. And uh, that's that's one way you could bring death uh, with uh, with your tongue. You know, in James he says, uh, you know, with the same tongue we we worship God and we uh, you know malign people that are made in the image of God. He's like these things ought not so to be. And uh, uh, and the one of the interesting things about that is, um, you know. Uh, can't get away from people. They're just going to be there. And, you know, some, some people, you know, uh, you know, some people are going to be your kind of people. You know, you, you just you fit, fit in with them nice and comfortable. They're, your, your personalities mesh. And then there's some people that there's nothing wrong with them. They're not bad people, but they get on your nerves or you just you don't fit together. You know, we... We have eight guys that work for us, and everybody gets along pretty well. We have this one guy, there's nothing wrong with this guy at all. But he rubs everybody the wrong way. Everybody. And uh, it, it's like having eight kids all of a sudden. It's like, oh. well, you're going to have to get along with him. It's like, hey, you're going to have to stop pushing their buttons. You know, It's like, well, I didn't know I was pushing their buttons. Well, you are. <laughs> Ain't pushing mine, <laughs> but um, so you know the the things that we say. You know, it's it's easy to attack people with the things that we have to say. Um, but you know, you can also you can also attack yourself. You can also you know have a really negative view of of yourself. And I'm not talking about self-esteem. I'm talking about does God love me? Am I his workmanship? Is is God going to get done in my life what he wants to get done? Is he going to do in me what only he could do? Or am I a hopeless case? And so, um, again, those things that we say then, the, that will re- that'll tell you a lot about what you really think, what you really believe, especially when you're having a bad day. You know, you know have one of those days where you just want to kick the dog for... I mean, I always want to kick a dog, but if if you <laughs> I don't know how I got to be the Sunday school teacher having no soul, but um <laughs> I just I don't like animals, I'm sorry. But um anyway. Um you know, so have a have a really bad day where everything just you just wanna I don't know. Kick the neighbor's dog, maybe I don't know, but you know, and then then see how you know, and and where every where you turned, it just seemed like you were just messing things up and or or doing the wrong thing. Have you ever had a day where everything that came at you it just seemed like you did the wrong thing? Take that day, and and then that's a really great way, great time to assess what what you believe about how you're doing, and 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 how and and how well you are letting God. Do the project. Because it's usually on those days that you find that you believe that you're doing the project. And and then you feel rather hopeless about it. Um, but, but he also says that life is in the power of the tongue. 
So, so you have the power to bring life with the things that you say as well. And so, you know, that, that should be the thing that you find happening. You know, you, know, you, you guys are probably you know, doing better than me and, and probably have more of these positive things, you know, about like, yeah, so such and such happened and this is what I said. And it's like, wow, this fruit of righteousness is coming out of me. I'm so blessed. And uh, so you're all laughing at me because you are. And, and uh, um, But there really is that sense of, of life and the things that you have to say to other people. And... Um, you know, and so, I mean, think about, you know, even if, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously you could build people up, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and you, you all know people that are more, that are less Eeyore than others and that were really like, really build you up, make you feel good about you and, and feel good about what God's doing in your life. And, and uh, you go away from the conversation feeling like life is worth living and that you're going to succeed and, and all that. You know, and then there are people that you talk to and you just think, oh, <laughs> like, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> like, oh, well. And then the Eeyore. Looking for my tail. Um. <laughs> no, but... Uh, you know, but when I when I read the scripture, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I was thinking about it's like it's almost like the way you talk to yourself. You know, I was an only child, so I grew up talking to myself a lot because there was no one else to talk to. You know, and plus, I mean, it was it made for some really intelligent conversation and very intellectually stimulating. You know. <laughs> Because my uh, imaginary little brother was an idiot, so. Um. <laughs> oh, man. You guys are finding out way too much about me today. Um. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it's, you know, because we really do, you know, um, you know, the things that we think about are like this. It's like, what am I? What does my thought process go towards? What am I? What kind of stuff do I meditate on? What kind, how do I think about me? And how do I think about? Uh, how do I think about other people? How do I think about what God is doing in me and them in the church? You know, do I think that that it's all hopeless and pitiful, or or no? But it's interesting because it says, "They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof." They that love the power of the tongue. So, um, yeah, and this is an interesting word, this, this love here, this Hebrew word for love, because it means, it's kind of like how we use love. It could mean you love just about anything. You know, Greek was very precise, and you have like these different types of love. This is kind of like the English love, where it's like, you know, you love pizza as much as you love your wife. You know, there's no, no distinction in, in, you know, in the words. And... Um, but it says, they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So, you know, there are some people that you know that don't talk a lot. And there are some people you know that talk a lot. You know, and um, it's interesting because uh, sometimes we, 
you know, we just we, we love to hear the things that we have to say, or we just we have so much in our in our heart. There's so much emotion and so much reaction to all the stimulus around us that we just want to say something, you know. And that could be good, and it could be bad. But either way, there's this fruit to it. So, and that's what he's saying about this death and life and the power of the tongue. There's a there's a fruit to the things that you say. And, um, you know, I'm personally not a big fan of fruit, but I will eat it if I must. Um, and, you know, the other day I thought, hey, I'm going to make a nice healthy choice and have a banana. And so I grabbed this banana. It's dark. It's like 5 in the morning. I'm getting this banana and heading out the door. And it was like, I don't know, something had happened to this banana. And it was mostly just mush. I mean, the, the peel was still mostly yellow, I thought. And, I mean, it was so nasty. You know, nobody wants to eat bad fruit. I mean, that's nasty, you know. And uh, so, so you wouldn't want to pile up that kind of fruit, would you? So, uh, you know, when I think of piling up good fruit, I'm thinking of like Jolly Ranchers because you know, fruit—that's that's my kind of fruit right there. But um, uh, but really, uh, it's an interesting thing because uh, James says that the you know the tongue is a very small thing, but but nobody can tame it. And I find it interesting that he says that because I mean you can. I mean, you you can, but ultimately you can't. You know, you get enough, enough like I said, you get enough stimulus, you'll you'll say what you're really thinking. But uh, um, you know, uh, uh, James chapter three is a really interesting discourse on on the things that we say um, and, and what they mean. But but uh, the the thing that I kind of wanted to get to about everything that I've set up till now is that. Um, the things that we say really uh, have a great deal of effect, uh, have a lot of effect on our faith, you know, and um, because, you know, uh, the Bible says build yourself up on your most holy faith, and so you can't build yourself up on your faith if you're constantly talking about how terrible you are and how terrible you're doing, because when you do that, you're honestly tearing down your sense of confidence that... God is in charge and God's getting the stuff done. Because if you're His workmanship, then uh, and, and and you're you're doing so terrible and you're such a hot mess, then that would indicate that God is not really doing His thing. And and He and He does. Uh, at the same time, you know, you really can build your faith and the faith of other people by rehearsing those things that the Word of God has said about you. And the things that the God said about them, and uh, you know, um, and, and I'll you know, close with this example of you know, go read Hebrews 11. You know, I, I love how um, you know I've been reading in Genesis recently, and, and I love it that God doesn't say anything about Sarah laughing about having a baby. It just says that, you know, by faith, Sarah received strength to conceive seed. It doesn't say anything about her being like, <laughs> yeah, 90 years old. <laughs> doesn't say anything about that. doesn't say anything. You know, it says that Abraham didn't stagger with unbelief, you know, and 
and when you, when you read through it, it seemed like he kind of wrestled through that faith thing for a long time, waiting on God to do what what God does. So, um, you know, so the the things that we say are are a, a really great indicator of, of of how we're doing and what we're doing, but it's also a uh, it, it can be very uh, very positive. It can be very uh, edifying and building. It can be very destructive as well. And um, you know, but I, either way, you can uh, you can believe that the things that you say are are going to bear some sort of fruit. And so you want to be you want to be aware of that because you know God obviously wants you to have nothing but the best fruit. So and God, we just we thank you for your word this morning. God, we thank you that uh, that our, our our hope is not in us uh, getting to the end of the road, and, and God, obviously you put power in us to uh, to obey you, and there are things that you give us to do that you just expect us to do. God, but but ultimately our faith is in you getting us to the end of the road because we couldn't make ourselves into all that you would have us to be. God, only you could do that. God, in our uh, our faith is is in that workmanship. God. Yeah, that word workmanship means project. So we are your project. God, we we are grateful for that, God, because um, a, a, a project that is in progress never looks all that great. It never looks like it's done, Lord. But there's there's that day when, when the things are finished. God, and and, uh, and there are steps along the way where that step is finished. God, and we, we thank you for every one of those. And we just we we thank you that that your uh, promises to us are gay and amen, God, and that that you uh, have every intention of of getting us through successfully to the end of the road, God. And what we want is to uh, work together with you in these things. God, there's only uh, you can do in us, God. Now today in this place, I just pray that you would meet every need, God, that uh, every heart would bring, that you know every soul. It's going to be in this place today, God, and you know everything that every last one of them needs. And, God, and what we're asking, God, is that if we've come without a sense of expectation, if we've simply come because it's Sunday morning, God, then remind us to, to have an expectation of getting something from you. God, if, if we don't know what we need today, then you know what we need, and, and that's the thing that we're asking for. God, we just we want to praise you and worship you, God, because you are worthy. God, the uh, God, far above all principality and power, God, beyond anything that that we could ask or think. God, we just, I just pray that today that we would see you in that transcendent glory, God, and uh, and offer you the 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 worship that you are uh, most due. God, we pray it in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.